We celebrate you. Welcome to Lofty Heights Christian Center, a ministry that exists to raise kingdom influencers. As a church, we emphasize three things. The Word, the integrity of it and its ability to transform. The Holy Spirit, His power and demonstration of the same. And love, love for God, for yourself, and for others. You are about to experience God's undiluted Word from God's servant, Pastor Wali Tejumade. Get ready for a transformation. This morning, we begin a new series. And this series is titled, Faith Works. Faith Works. That is the series we're going to be running all through the month of April. For those of you who worship here, either virtually or in person, you'd recollect that in the month of March, we went through the teaching series titled, The Word Works. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. And last week Sunday, I brought us the, uh, the last dose of that particular teaching, walking on God's word. I also want to implore you by the mercies of the Lord, if you missed that service last week Sunday, go back on YouTube and go and watch it. It's really going to bless your life, walking on God's word. So without further ado this morning, we're pressing in into faith. And we had planned, you know, and mapped out these teachings this way because the word is a precursor to your ability to have in faith or walking in faith. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. Because the Bible makes us to understand Romans chapter number 10 verse number 17 that the faith comes by hearing and hearing, you know, the word of God. Bible tells us that that is how faith comes to man. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. In the Bible verse that we just read, Hebrews chapter number 11, we found in there the definition given by the writer of the book of Hebrew as to what faith is. Bible scholars or pastors, teachers, bishops, archbishops, many have tried to find in a definition, you know, for the word faith. And no one has still been able to find any definition, you know, that is as apt as these that you find in Hebrews 11 from verse number 1. Let me read it again. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Then in verse number 2, he pressed further to let you understand this. He says, it was by faith that elders obtained a good testimony. It was by what? By faith, the elders obtained a good testimony. I don't want to jump the gun, but pay attention. This is very instructive this morning. You don't obtain good testimony just because you love the Lord. You obtain good testimony by faith. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. And he went on to then declare it, that it was even by faith that the world was framed. Genesis chapter number 1 you know, down the end, you'll see. Maybe you stop at verse number 28. Verse number 3 of Hebrews 11 then says, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. In other words, the word of God is what brings about capacity for faith to go into motion. He says, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith, we also understand that Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice, you know, than Cain. By faith, we were made to understand that. Through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gift and through it being dead. 
still speaks. Hallelujah. Faith in Greek is the word called pistis. P-I-S-T-I-S. Pistis. That's what it means in Greek. It simply means conviction that something exists. The assurance that something of a truth is real. The confident reality that that which you are thinking or that thing which you know is true. That is what faith is. You find it again, the word substance. If you want to, you know, erect a structure like this, we all know that this structure is standing on something. What will determine the capacity of this structure or this edifice as it were will be largely dependent on the strength, the substance that is holding it, which is the foundation. The word substance is in there is the Greek word opastasis. It means sub and stance, meaning to stand in something standing or put under something, which is the foundation, the essence, something that gives assurance to something. Faith is the substance, the very foundation. The very foundation, the very foundation of things that we hoped for. It is the proof of the things that we hope for. The, I mean, the evidence, that's the proof of things that are not seen. For example, you do not see God. Yet, you come to church, you read your Bible, and you believe that's faith. That is faith. He says it was by faith we believe the records that were given to us concerning those of old. It was by faith we were made to understand. None of us here under the sound of my voice was there when God said, let there be light and there was light. But you believe that God indeed said, let there be light and there was light. Why? Because the word of God says so and because you've got the faith that of the truth, it is so. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. Everyone who received from God in the days of old, there were people who dealt with faith with the Lord? If you go through the book of Romans, for example, Romans number four, Bible tells us concerning Abraham. He says, not having laid hold on the things that were promised him, but he judged him faithful who, who promised him. He says, because he knows that he's able to make good his promise. Now, Bible says that because Abraham believed so, it was accounted unto him for righteousness. For those of you who have been following the teachings on Wednesdays on Rooted. Rooted is a series we've been taking on Wednesdays. I've been taking a look and taking us through, you know, the fundamental and basic teachings of the Christian faith. We've touched on the doctrine of righteousness. Our righteousness is imputed unto man and how man becomes righteous. Man's righteousness, now, it's not the righteousness made by works. Not the righteousness made as a result. I mean, man is not righteous now because they come into church. Not as a result of how beautiful your sacrifice or your offering is. Not as a result of how much you pray. Not as a result of how much you study the Bible. But because you believe in Christ. That is how righteousness is imputed. He says Abraham believed and as a result it was accounted unto him for righteousness. If you go further down to go start in your Bible. Romans, the book of Romans, still the book of Hebrews. You would understand why Abraham chose without any contradiction, you know, to lead his son Isaac to be offered as a sacrifice unto God. He described that as an act of worship. 
hallelujah, glory to Jesus. He described that as an act of worship. But the Bible for that tells us. Say, Abraham did that then. Because the Bible tells us he called his lad. He called his guys. And he said, you guys follow me. Then carried the wood and all of that. Placed it on the boy of the head. On the head of the boy. And said they should follow him. When they got to a particular junction, the Bible tells us. He says to, this, to his guys. And he said to them, you guys stay here. Let the lad and I go yonder to go worship God. And as they were going, the Bible says, Isaac said to his father, Father, this is the wood. This is the matchstick. Where is the lamb for the sacrifice? Bible says, Abraham said to his son, the Lord will provide. And they continued to journey on. By the time they got there, he was already at the point when he was about to slaughter the guy. You know, a sacrifice unto God. But if you go study your Bible further, you would see. Bible says Abraham did that because he said to himself, he said, if God is able to give him to me, which, you know, Isaac was a child of promise, right? Say, he believes that if God kills him, God is also able to bring him back to life. He believes so strongly that if he slaughters Isaac, God is able to bring Isaac back to life. Whole again. So he knew he was never going to lose anything. Child of God. It may be a tautology or, you know, something that may not really, really be necessary to, to wholly share. But it may be important for you to understand that your walk with God is going to be fruitless without faith. Let's see Hebrews chapter number 11, verse number 6. Hebrews 11, verse number 6. He says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. If you've got no faith, you cannot please the Lord. If you've got no faith, you cannot walk with the Lord. If you've got no faith, you cannot have anything to do with the Lord. He says, because for he who comes to God must first believe that he exists. The test that you got faith in Christ is not in your loving the Lord. It is in you believing that God is truly God. It is in you believing that God truly is real. God exists. That God is God. When that is settled, when that is sorted, then you can begin to then pour your love on him. Bible did not tell us that it is by love that you please God. No. He says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. He says, because whoever comes to God must believe that he exists. And that he is also a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So the truth, the testament that you love God may not actually be in how much you're serving God. I tell you that. You can be serving and be faithless. In case you're... Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Um, I'm not digressing. This is a prophetic word. Romans chapter number 8, verse 28, and this word is for someone. He says, It causes all things to work together for good. Okay? That word is for someone. All right? Did you hear me? He says, I should say to you that it causes all things to work together for good. If you stay true, it will cause that situation to be to your advantage at the end. 
Amen. I thought someone would celebrate Jesus. So we don't test how much we love the Lord just by how much we serve, just by how much we give. Those things are very beautiful. The true test is in how much we believe in Him. And part, child of God, is faith. You can find a believer who opens the mouth calling upon God. And as they are praying, the moment they are even praying, they are doubting in their heart if truly their prayers will be heard. That's not faith. As a matter of fact, I've always opined that it is useless to open up your mouth and pray when you do not have an assurance that the God unto whom you're praying is able to answer you. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. I can stay on that all through now. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. Those who are coming to him must believe that he exists. And if you go through the scriptures, the ones that lay hold on the promises, the ones that worked wonders, the ones that received the promises, they were the ones who were willing to risk their lives because they believe that God is true. Daniel, for example, Bible tells us, Daniel chapter number 1, verse number 8, Daniel prepares in his heart not to defile himself with a portion of the king's meat. In same Daniel, you read about the story of the three Hebrews, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were thrown into the fiery furnace and they wanted them to bow to the God of Babylon, to the God of Nebuchadnezzar. Bible says the king instructed his men, go make the fire seven times hotter. And they threw them into the fiery furnace. But before that happened, Bible tells us that they said to the king, Oh king, you know the truth. The God that we serve is able to deliver us. That's one level of faith. Then they went a step further. That's the step that many of us don't get into. It is the step of what if it does not happen? What if I lose the job? What if I do not get married when I want to? What if, you know, um, the diverse case doesn't pull through? What if she breaks my heart? He breaks my heart. That's the level where many believers haven't found themselves. You can always boast and say, yeah, I believe God. Like we're singing this morning, God is able, my God is going to do it. Thinking or saying, you know, what if it does not happen? It's not cowardice. It's not faithlessness. It's in you just resoluting in your heart to say, Lord, I'm going to have faith in you. Whether it is the way I desire it or it is not the way I desire it. Many of you, the so-called faith that you have in God, it is on if the desires please you. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. Then those guys went a step further. They said to the king, Oh king, let it be known to you. This is the second level. Say, if our God, whom we know is able to deliver us, mommy, if he chooses not to deliver us, king, he, listen very carefully, we still will not bow. That's a dangerous level. That is what it means to please God. The kind of stance, the position that you take, that God will look at you from heaven 
and say, that is my G, that's my guy, that's my babe, that's my son, that's my daughter. Many of us stop at level one. Okay, you know what? I believe God is able to do it. Because you see, we, 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 we sometimes believe that being a Christian, you know, molds, you know, prevent us from wars. It necessarily doesn't. He doesn't. Listen, I'm going to be teaching you a message in this series this month of April as the Lord lives. It is titled, The Trial of Faith. How to hold on to God when things are not working the way you want them to. As Christ lives, I'll bring you yet another message titled, The Sovereignty of God. I've done something like that in recharge before, but it will, be, it will be more exposed, more elaborate this time around. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. So then what is faith? It is exactly what the Bible says it is. The substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. How does a man have faith? How does faith come to man? How does one become a person of faith? Bible tells us in Romans 10, 17. It is by hearing the word of the Lord. And it tells us how hearing comes. It says hearing comes by the word. That is how faith comes. Listen, every faith that anyone has must be predicated on the revealed word of God. The word of the Lord is the testament. It is the proof. It is the seal of faith. The revealed word. Whether it is written, you caught it on that, or you caught it by spoken word. It doesn't really, really matter. You cannot say, for example, you just have faith. He says it is the substance of things of fall, the evidence of things not seen. There must be a foundation, and the foundation to having faith is in God's word. The foundation to having faith, it is in God's word. How is that the foundation to having faith? It is simply because the more you then read the word, the more you begin to act on the word, the more the word begins to deliver results to you. Remember, last week Sunday I taught you, beholding the word. You remember? The longer you behold it, the more you become it. If you will behold it long enough, you will become it. So many a times when challenges come our way, I will begin to dilly-dally. Uh, Lord, uh, uh, um, so how is this going to end? So this, so that. It's because we are actually faithless. We think we got the faith, but we truly do not have it. Because if truly we do have it, knowing, believing that God exists, you should know without any out of doubt that he will not let you see shame. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. It is because of those who come to him must believe that he is. Now pay attention. If you truly believe, daughter, that he is, why fear? Why worry? Or is it that you don't believe truly that he is? Or you believe that he is, but you truly do not understand the weight and the power, the potency of the God that you serve? One of my favorite Psalms is the book of Psalms 105 that makes a comparison between our God and the God of the world. It says that God have eyes they cannot see. 
He says, ears they have, they cannot hear. They have no strength, but they cannot pray. He says, those who worship them, they are also like them. Then the psalmist says, but you, oh God, our Lord, you are not like that. He who comes to him must believe that he exists. Do we truly believe that he exists? That is how to love God. It is in the faith first. Believing that he is. He exists. He is God. All by himself. He requires no support. He requires no validation to be God. That is the foundation of walking with God. Not just professing, I love the Lord. I love the Lord. As a matter of fact, the proof that you love him, it will be shown in the depth of the faith that you have in him. Not this one that you shout hallelujah, hosanna, 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 when things are working. And you begin to cry, Lord. And you see, oh, when the ark was being constructed, I gave $75,000. I withdrew my money. I gave it as a seed. Why is all these things happening to me? No, no. We all need to get to that level where we can beat our chest to say, like the children, the Hebrew boy said, Lord, you do it, you are my God. You don't do it, you are my God. The proof that you are my God is not in you doing that which I desire you to do. You are my God because you are God. Simple. So then, we don't judge God's capacity by how much he blesses us or by how much he answers our prayers. We don't. We judge his capacity simply because he is God. Let me tell you this. Now, some of you may not fully understand the Bible shame. I'll say it. Did you know that God does not have to do a miracle for you to prove that he truly, he's truly God? Think about that for a second. No, your miracle won't be a proof that God truly exists. Because whether he does it for you, he doesn't do it for you, he's God, he exists. But without faith, it is impossible to bless God. He did not say bet without love. He says without faith. To fall in love with me and to be able to fall in love with me. Wow. You need to truly believe in me. To understand me. Know me for who I am. Then begin to relate with me in the same direction. This series is going to be very transformational. Today I'm just setting the, laying the foundations. My desire this morning is just for you to understand what faith is. I know in the Christian dom, you know, the word faith is very gangantuan to many of you. It is simply, my sister, believing that God is God. He sits there. He rules and reigns in the affairs of man. Then you reading his word, believing that everything in his word is true. Faith is, God says, I am blessed. I am blessed. Simple. Period. Please don't miss church. And look out for those two teachings. The trial of faith. The sovereignty of God. 
Somebody get him blessed. Come on, celebrate. Let me take you through just a couple of things that faith is not. You see why I love my, you know, lavalier, my headset. See what I'm doing now. Amen. But we are hiring a sound engineer. We're flying from Saskatoon or coming from Saskatoon for snow for the Easter weekend. So um, you may actually even be watching right now. I'll be hoping that it would tidy up this sound thing for me. Amen. Let's take a look at very quickly at what faith is not. In no particular order, number one, faith is not a moment. Faith is not a feeling. Faith is a lifestyle. Many of you, your faith arises when you're trusting God for certain things. So when you want the job, for example, you know how to pray. You know how to seek the Lord's face. You will pray. You will fast. You will confess the word. By the moment you land the job, you go back to zero. Are we all together this morning? You want to be maritally settled. You want a partner of yours. You can pray, you can fast, you can do all the, you can confess it. You will do everything that you need to do. The moment you get married, you become faithless. See, after me, faith is not a feeling. It is a lifestyle. Bible tells us that the just shall live by faith. They just, that's the righteous. They shall live by faith. They just shall live by faith. That's what the word of the Lord says. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. That's Romans chapter number 1, verse number 6. Because it is written that they just, they shall live by faith. Galatians chapter number 2, 18 to 20. Galatians chapter number 2, verses 18 to 20. Paul to the church in Galatia, you know, said to them, he says, now I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. He says, but the life that I now live in the flesh, he says, I live it by faith. By what? By faith, by pistis. The assurance that God exists. One of the stories of faith that moves me the most in the scripture was that Roman centurion who went to meet the Lord who had the daughter or was this a servant who was sick. And Jesus said, I cannot come. He said, because I've got many things to do. Bible tells us the guy said to Jesus, you don't have to come to my house, Lord. Just sent your word. That's faith. An assurance that God's word is as potent anywhere as God being there in presence himself. You didn't catch it. Simply saying, sir, that it doesn't matter if Jesus is physically there or his word is what has been spoken there. Either his person is there or the word is spoken. They carry the same power. The sisters of Lazarus said to Jesus, eh, you know, if only you had come just earlier, you know, this brother of us wouldn't have died. Jesus said, no, he's not dead, he's resting. I'll teach more on that next week Sunday if Jesus tired. Because he is the resurrection, he is the life. 
Faith is not a feeling. It's a lifestyle. Meaning, every day of your life, you're just trusting God for everything. Lord, my faith looks up unto you. My hope is not in man. My hope is in you. I believe, Lord, that you exist. In that very, you know, debilitating situation that you are in, you can look up unto heaven and say, Lord, I know you can see me. Lord, I know you are not blind. Lord, I know you would remember all my sacrifices and my offerings. It's not a crime to call forth your sacrifices and offerings. Because the Bible says, call unto me my servant, those who have made covenant to me by sacrifices. That's one of the reasons why it is good to serve the Lord. You don't use that to, bra to become braggadocious. No, 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 no. Ezekiah's life was extended by 15 years because of his service. When God had said that he was going to die. So, your, 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 your financial commitment, your service, your work in the Lord's house can actually also be a booster to your faith level. It can be. Okay, thank you. So faith is a lifestyle. The just shall live by faith. It's working. It's not working. Bible says they call them, you know, in the act of the number four, I think. And they beat them. They incarcerated them and they warned them. Don't ever go out and call the name of Jesus. Bible says they said to the people, to the, um, to the, uh, to the accusers, say you too, reason it now. Think about it. Is it easier? Is it better? Which one is better for us? To obey you or to obey the law? Bible says they left the place after they were flogged and incarcerated. They left it rejoicing. They were rejoicing and saying, oh, hallelujah. We were also flogged like the disciples were flogged. Like Jesus was flogged, we also partook of it. But you don't want any tiny thing to come to you. In your mess, Jesus is Jesus. In your pit, Jesus is Jesus. In your height, Jesus is Jesus. Guys, get to that level. Listen, 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 listen. Pay attention to this. When you get to that level, man, nothing on earth will ever, you know, shake you, move you. That's the level I am in, my darling. That's the level I am in. I didn't just get to that level. I grew into it and I'm still growing in it. Go and ask the devil he knows. I'm not blabbing. There is nothing he can take from me today that will make me to question God. My response will be, Lord, what lesson would you have me learn? In 2020, when this beautiful lady's health was challenged, my wife, uh, and I was going back and forth to the hospital from December, actually November ending all through till March because she was carrying our son, General May, Mayoko. And Mayoko had to be brought out 20, 29 or 26, 29 weeks. Uh -huh. Mayoko's mommy. You know, 29 weeks and 5 days. Mommy, my son was brought out. He was weighing 950 grams. Looks like a fetus that may be thrown away. Listen, pay attention to this. 
if you've never believed that God exists, whenever you see that boy walking on his two feet, just know that that is a miracle walking. Instead of being angry at him or mad at him, just say, God is here. So the doctors will come to me. Come, sir. The doctors will come to me. By the way, I love this. Can we celebrate Jesus? <laughs> hallelujah. Glory to God. Or you and your wife, you guys have special plans, you know, after. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And the doctors will come. Should I tell you? They were using my son as a test for nursing and medical students. You'll see them in their droves, 10, 15 of them following the surgeon. He was a NICU for 72 days. He just wasn't the only one challenged. My wife was challenged. My wife had blood clot. At home, she almost died. I rushed her back to emergency. So then I'll go to General Hospital here in the city of Regina. I'll go to the third floor. Go check on my wife. Then I'll come back to the second floor. Check on my son if he's still alive. No, no, no more. Yet, I still come to church on Sundays, on Wednesdays, preach, teach you the word. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as they go. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord, to wait. So the doctor will come to me and say, uh, we just want you to know that um, the chances of him surviving is very, very limited. No, did you know? I, I don't know how many, what this my phone weighs. I, does anybody have an idea what the phone weighs? If you do, can you please, anybody? Anybody here? Okay, I do not know. 950 grams is what I'm talking. Not one kg. 950 grams. And then I'll say to the doctors, I'll say to the doctors, I'll say to him, I'll say, you just do your best. This one has lived. I remember, sir, when it was time for him to be discharged from NICU, he was there from December to March 4th of the following year. And we wanted to go pick him. They were training us, sir, on how to survive him in case he passes out. He that comes to God must believe that he exists. And that he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. So I told them, I said, nothing is going to happen. Is it the times when they tell me my wife's blood pressure has shut up the roof? And I'll tell you, please don't do anything until I ask you to and I will leave. Lord, she leaves. She does not die. And I'll, I remember the first doctor said to me, say, that God that you are serving is the one you should be calling for. Many of you have made a mess of your faith of God because of your faithlessness in the midst of trials. Those who should have been convicted that of a truth, there is God. Like the three, like, like Nebuchadnezzar was convicted concerning the three Hebrew boys. 
but you let down your God too easily and too soon. So the opportunity for them to know that your God is God, your God exists, does not exist. So on the final day, when we were to go home, sir, then they gave me the boy. No, they came. The doctor with all his entourage came. And he was asking me, how do I feel? I said, I feel elated. I said, this is God's miracle. I said, and I rejoice in it. Then he looked at me. Then looked at his um, entourage and said to them, he said, this man believes in God or this man has faith. Mommy, he said to them, he said, in fact, you know, while I was always telling him, just do your best, or this one is going to survive, nothing is going to be wrong with him, I didn't know that those words were sinking. So apparently, I was giving the man something to go and be thinking about when he's done with me. He opened his mouth and told the enter and said to them, he said, anytime he comes to give me state of report about my son, he said, I will always tell him, say, no, this one is going to be fine. He said, he's a man of faith. One said to me in the hospital, he said, that God that you're calling on, continue to call on him. Oluwama Okon is going to live. But if God had taken his life then, he wouldn't have made me love God less. Many of you would have abandoned God. Darling, it's a level. You hear me, sir? Let's have a seat. It's a level. Let all come crashing left. All come crashing down. As long as you are standing, God is still on the throne. You've not opened your mouth to confess another God as your God. You can go to bed and rest. If he then chooses to take your life, you know you have a place in him. What shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Rise up on your feet this morning. I didn't even touch like 50% of my, of my message. We'll continue next week in Jesus' times. Faith is in levels. Faith is in levels. It is human for you to trust God for something, not have that thing, and then become conflicted. It is human. But don't also forget, the Bible tells us, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 4, verse number 17, he says, while we look not at, he says, but our light affliction, he says, which is bad for a moment. He says, he works in us a far more eternal weight of glory. He says, while we look not at the things that can be seen, but the things which are not seen. He says, because the things that can be seen, they are temporal. The things which cannot be seen, they are eternal. Child of God, see, I wouldn't have minded if I'd made all my brag in God. And maybe, you know, God forbid I'd lost my wife or I'd lost my son. Than keeping my mouth shut and not giving them. I wasn't trying to impress them. I wasn't trying to make them happy. I was just living the reality of God's life. I'm telling you, Galatians 2, 18, 20, the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loves me and gave him. It's as simple as that. Listen, listen, listen. That's why I teach you all the time. When you're looking for a church, look for a place where the word of God is taught with its applicability such that you'll stop playing religion. You know why I could say that the boy would leave? Because regardless of what become the state of the boy, I'd handed him over to God. So whatever God likes, let him do with the boy. I remember when I had to rush Lady T back to the hospital. I never waged war, never prayed on this situation. 
But that day, I remember very quickly. Holy hunger rose in me. I went into our, you know, closet. Brought out one of our dresses. I think I bought that one, a red one. I laid it on the side of the bed where she sleeps. And I began to call forth her spirit. Bad. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Not bet without love. Your faith is much more important. When your faith is rooted, you can love easily. Lift up your hand up unto heaven and pray for grace to stay standing. Not to question God's existence. Come rain, come shine. To believe in that of a truth, God exists. To believe in that of a truth, God exists. Bible says he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. In other words, he rewards everyone who seeks him diligently. I'm not teaching you morality. You need to have the faith that God is God. That is faith. It's simple. You are flipping through the passage of the Bible. You are seeing what the word of God says and you are believing it. That is faith. Choosing to sink with Christ than soar with man. That is faith. In the hands, in the laws, that is faith. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. I want to give someone an opportunity to put their faith to test this morning. And that's for you to come into fellowship, into relationship with God. Of course, yes, by now you know you can come into the fellowship, into intimacy with him without believing that of a truth that God is God and that God exists. So that person under the sound of my voice who is not saved, you have not confessed the lordship of Jesus. Your opportunity is now. All eyes closed and all eyes bowed. Please say this after me. Dear Father, I thank you for your word that has come forth to me. Thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus. I believe Jesus exists. I believe that Jesus is God. Jesus, save me. Make me yours forever. Keep me in your warm embrace from this moment even to the rest of time. In Jesus' name. If you receive that word this morning, celebrate Jesus. We trust God that this ministration blessed your life tremendously. Do share your testimony and experience with us by emailing us at hello at myloftyheightsglobal.org. For more life-transforming messages from our ministry, please visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also stay connected with us across our social media platforms at My Lofty Heights. To give to our ministry, please visit our website. We love you, we honor you, and we celebrate you.